That was awesome. I really enjoyed Thank that. you. Huh. All right. Uh, I'm immediately cutting over to the post show. Wait, yeah. wait. Okay, no, so if someone sure. just clarified, does this mean we're cutting the recording? Oh, good question. Uh, leave all this in, whoever's, whoever's adding on this. Or don't. <laughs> you. Um, a, we're, we're, this is part question. of the post show? This is either, I don't know, this this might be somewhere, or no one will ever hear this. I don't know. That's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I am either speaking to the internet, or I'm not. Uh, Dana, Larica, that's your call. Hmm. Yes, dear listeners, my brain is very big. <laughs> okay, he is now galaxy we, brain, now we and we are but smooth all of, that. all of this gets cut, <laughs> so Derek doesn't look smart. <laughs> no! <laughs> that was perfect. my most convincing, dear listeners. Okay, okay. Also, uh, should we rename the post shows DM Discuss? DMs Discuss. Yes. Sure. All right. Now it has to all go back in. <laughs> so, so that this moment is recorded. Uh, no, 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 no. I want whoever's editing this to edit all of that out and then edit it all back in. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so while you're editing this, when we get to the point where I say cut it, cut it, and then when you get to the point where I say put it back in, put it back. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So post shows. Yeah. So my um notes for this session were a little unconventional. <laughs> were they? Uh, were they just a map of the Star Destroyer? Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I told Derek my plan, and I was just like. Yeah, you know, I found a map of a Star Destroyer online. Let's do this. Nice. Whew. Yeah, that was... Uh... There were times I did not think I was going to make it out of there. I was yeah. thinking that when you took 8 out of your 11 HP in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, but I, uh, I managed to make it work. True. It was a close. It was a very close call in the end, but yeah, yeah. I will say, like Star Wars is the Star Wars systems all about like min maxing in the moment. It's all about yes. like how do I get my fourteen blues on this check? You know, well I distract him, mm -hmm. I enact a cool plan, and have someone help me. You know, and it's all about yeah. how you like. But I really like that. So it's like I was able to take that eight damage, realize I was way out of my depth, and just like play it a little more cautious going forward. Yeah, my original plan was to have um, would have had far more clones per encounter, and then I looked at their stat block and went, "Okay, maybe I need to ramp that back a little." Yeah, they are in <laughs> fact genetically engineered super soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I I enjoyed that. I I didn't. I like. I'll be honest. I kind of knew what to expect going in. Not like I figured fully, but but like I I I I was able to piece together that that nine out of ten chance order sixty six was playing into this somehow. I wasn't <laughs> really sure what my like exact objective would be though. Um. This was very cool, though. I will say my character was very statted as a pilot, and so it was very... He, he was just, like... <laughs> he was running around like, ah! 
<laughs> it was kind of like, actually, this is something. Hey, uh, I'll probably announce this later in an official capacity. Um, but mm -hmm. once we get our Patreon set up, if we hit a heretofore undecided goal, Blake and I may release the like true pilot episode of One Hour One Offs. Um, oh, the Unhallowed Met Gauntlet Rock. Yeah, which was recorded. It it sounds awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. Of course it would. I wasn't there yet. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure I still have the file, but in that, uh, I built a character in Unhallowed Met designed exclusively to use a crossbow, basically. Uh, and then was dumped in a maze with no gear. <laughs> and <laughs> really was out of my depth for a while there. Um, but really enjoyed it, you know. And I think this came down the same way. And you did win both times. I did win both times. Um, although, what was his name? Charlie Woods? I think so. Yeah, Charlie Woods. Uh, came out a little worse for wear. Let's not spoil that, though. Yeah. On the off chance it ends up getting released. Um, but that, yeah, I want to think. I, I am glad. I wasn't entirely sure how it would go when I realized that my plan was just like, you know, I know what's going to happen and I have a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heavily, heavily inspired by the last couple episodes of Clone Wars. Which were some awesome episodes, and yeah, it was cool seeing Fox. Um, quick little, little, real canon tidbit for anybody listening that that gets it. I hadn't even intended for that. That was just like the first name that came to mind. Oh, really? I just assumed <laughs> yeah. I was actually talking to Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, technically, yeah, you were. I didn't even fully realize it at the moment. That's fair. <laughs> That's awesome. Because at the moment, I was just like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Pranked. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull up Bethesda and say it's not a glitch, it's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, because I know... When... Is it... Is it possible that this was Fox? I think it is. I don't... Oh, no, it's not, because Fox has to live until he gets killed by Vader. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it ever came up in the episode, but this Star Destroyer was headed for a cis planet and would soon be obliterated. Right? At Blake? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the other... That was the reason you had an hour. Heading towards a what planet? Uh... Um, one of it was one of the last. Oh, uh, oh Confederacy Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I just didn't hear the Discord doing its thing. Hmm. For sure. Well, uh, no, that that was totally Fox. Fox escaped that ship's destruction. Um, True. Fox was a bit of a badass. <laughs> Language. Uh, I I said light the shit up out of him earlier, so. At the very okay. least, I said shit show earlier. Yeah, at the very least, ass is fine. Um, very I think, well. I think what we're gonna do is have like a, a like basically we're PG thirteen, and I'm very willing for us to be explicit. It's just any episodes that are that we are like overtly explicit on, I'll put a little content warning. 
Makes sense. Okay, that sounds good. Like there was a there was a content warning on a poison soul. Um on what? A poison soul, the last one we recorded. Uh it hasn't gone yeah. up yet at, at the time of this recording, but like it that one wasn't like a explicit content warning, but just like we got into some legitimately heavy emotional topics and given that the one before that was about getting spices in time for dinner, I just wanted to make sure people weren't blindsided. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, as well as just like a little this is a gritty setting and is meant to represent views that are meant to be disapproved of you know um, gotcha mm-hmm. but yeah this one i i like the i star wars action just always feels so cool and this felt for very, sure like dude i i loved <laughs> lighting up the the two uh the two riot guards that was that was my favorite that was part. awesome i was like i get to add two blue to any role here and boy oh boy is it gonna be this one yeah. <laughs> understand yeah, i didn't even realize the damage i had done when i was like yeah you know they're distracted so they don't get their defense <laughs> <sighs> yeah i'm i'm really excited to write up a little blurb about that guy because his whole thing is so some of you might already know this because a paragraph that I haven't written yet will be written by then. But uh, Rando's whole thing is he's always wanting to be a Jedi. He's, like, obsessed with the, the Jedi and the Force and all of that. But he doesn't really know how the Force works. So he thinks that because he can't, like, levitate rocks in his hand or read people's minds, like, explicitly, that he's just not Force-sensitive. And he hasn't really put together the fact that, like, he's won literally every coin flip with his lucky coin. And, like definitely is more aware of his surroundings and is like way more lucky than he should be he hasn't put together that that's actually his force sensitivity right so after he escapes yeah. nothing should stop him from becoming a jedi haha ha. Ha ha. well i mean who knows because because he i i like putting i like putting uh like open endings on on these ones and so i want to say that like he def like he probably got picked up by by rebellion ships thinking he was a jedi um being mm -hmm. like sick uh escape jedi for the rebellion and he's like oh i wish but it's entirely possible he would have like bumped into ahsoka or uh, ezra later on and like actually been trained maybe so yeah would be good uh, ezra's a little less likely we don't know what happened to him that's true we very explicitly don't know what happened to him <laughs> <laughs> um i mean even like uh, I guess we know Kanan didn't take a, a a different apprentice before Ezra, but yeah. But yeah, uh, Derek and I had a long discussion over what lightsaber equivalent was, and then it ended up being a combination of my guns, armor, and the astromech. Nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, so it ended up being that you used lightsaber equivalent exactly as how I meant it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need both utility and combat out of a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think I would have preferred to have the lightsaber. If, like, from, Probably. A, from an objective min-max standpoint. Because I had some pretty clever ideas if I'd been able to just, like, cut my way through the ship, you know? Um, my clever idea is to smash. Well, no, I, I had some <laughs> clever ideas that interacted with the ability to smash, but yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um... 
I thought it was good how you got your astromech to prep the ship. It was good. Mm-hmm. I will, I, you gotta, gotta... You can't the, ask uh, a lightsaber to do that. No, and you also can't ask a lightsaber to close the doors, it just opens them. Hmm, that is true. <laughs> I also realized after asking the astromech to shoot that he didn't have a gunnery rating, and I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I t totally assumed he'd be able to shoot, because we see them do it all the time in the movies, but nope. Yeah. I, I kept hoping that a despair would come up on one of your rolls. I did not. I don't know why. It, despairs did not even occur to me while you were upgrading all those checks. <laughs> just just slipped Damn my it. mind. <laughs> uh. That being said, the destiny point <laughs> usage was like really dynamic and cool. And like, yeah, I liked that a lot. I really enjoyed. I also really liked that both times I rolled fours, I got dark side. Mm hmm. Um. Very apropos. Yeah. Boy, if I'd actually been able to do some ship combat, though, I could have wrecked. Uh, I can remove... I believe it. Every time I take strain in a starship, I can reduce it by three, which means second maneuvers are free, because oh, I just reduce... Wow. I, I reduce it from, from two to zero. Wow. Um, but also, that second chances roll saved my ass so many times. And also, that ability is insane! <laughs> that just, once per encounter, choose a number of dice, a positive dice equal to ranks and second chances and re-roll them. Like, what? <laughs> Completely absurd. Uh. And th that's not even a force tree. That's just like a, that's just regular old piloting hotshot. Wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like a Han Solo ability. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this character. And, yeah. I want to hear more of uh, more of Derek's side of this. You've been very quiet. Huh. I, I went into this with curiosity, I would say. Because... As we sat down to have the session and you left to go make your iced espresso, there's a bit of Alex lore for you listeners. Um, Correct. Yeah, Blake, Blake was like... espresso is you pour it into a cup with ice and then out of that cup into another cup with ice. Um, because the espresso warms the first ice up so that it's almost ready to melt and then it'll water down your espresso. But if you put cold espresso over ice, the ice won't melt as quickly. Sounds clever. Just a little bit of uh, anyone that 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 goes for any hot drink you're trying to cool down. Just trust me, it'll it'll blow your mind. Or you can just make the ice cubes out of coffee. Oh, that's a, that's another really smart one. We're getting some. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, no, that that like I I mean I I I've heard it before, but it is still very clever. Mm, yeah, it's definitely not mine. I've always wanted to try, but like, do I want to wash an ice cube tray? Not really. Well, you could just mm. have a if you're if you're dedicated enough, you could have like a coffee tray and a and a water tray. True, you'd have to be a real coffee enthusiast though. But I guess you are. Anyways, anyways, to bring it back to start of session, just, you leaving to make coffee. Lay, lay that shade down. But I guess you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't give you a chance to reply. All right. So, Blake, at the start of session, let me know that he had two concepts. One was. Order 66 escape, and the second was a link to a Minecraft 
posting of some dude's Venator Star Destroyer map. And he was like, yeah, here are the blueprints. It's what we're using. And I was like, okay, my guy. Nice. It, yeah, it, it was an exciting time for sure. And you might have noticed some like pauses when you were asking about the ship's mapping and stuff. And I suspect, Blake, stop me if I'm wrong. It was because both Blake and I were looking through the like three decks of this ship to yeah, try no, and yeah. no, that was definitely it. And there were there were a couple of times where I was like, okay, this does not exist, but it definitely should. So I'm just going to convert this other thing into it. Uh, do mm-hmm. you happen to know? So where did you find the map again, real quick? Uh, Planet Minecraft. Okay. Do was... you do you know the username of whoever posted that? If not, we can find it and put them in the description of this episode, but we should uh, definitely yes. shout them out. It's uh, Baumax. It like, B-A-U-M-A-X-E. Well, thank you, Baumax, for supplying that awesome map for us and any other Star Wars fans out there that want to know what a Benedict yes, was like. Yes, very much obliged. Yeah. I have to say, it definitely, like, it's not that I could, like, tell, per se, because it's not like I know what a Benedict looks like and was fact-checking you, but, like... There, it, it, I mean, I guess, like, to some degree, I could tell that it was, like, planned and not improvised, you know? Like, yeah. I, I couldn't tell that it, I couldn't, like, I wasn't able to fact check it at the time, but I was definitely, like, it definitely didn't feel like the, the ship's construction was being made up, and it was, it was very cool and, like, grounding and, and immers- immersive. I, I am glad. Like, the fact- Yeah, I looked online for Venator Mouse because I was just, like, I definitely can't get away with improvising this entire map, and I really don't want to have to map out an entire venator. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, you know, that's also such a cool thing for you to be able to do, where, like, you don't have to place every single room. I can just mention a place that you didn't think of, and then it's there. You know, yeah. and you know where it is, and, like, but, and, like, the fact that the fact that the med bay was, like, a little inconveniently out of the way, and that's why me and B3 had to split up, and, like, you know, and even just things like the hum of the power cells being near the officer's bay was all, like, cool stuff. Hmm, that was very sneaky. When I was little, I really wanted to get into Star Wars because my dad liked Star Wars, so I would check books out from the library, and I really couldn't do it. But uh, there was this one book that I really liked. It was Star Wars uh, Complete Cross-Sections and, like, some... Holy uh shit, dude. I love that book. Yes, I just thought of it now, but I also loved it as a child. It was very cool. Dude, I miss cross-section books. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cross-section of the Venator. Like, thing. Maybe, maybe it's just, like, a childhood education thing, but I feel like I used to get a lot of, like, cross-section encyclopedias, you know? Hey, For me sure. too! Like, I, I remember coming across them all the time in, yeah. like, school libraries and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was, like, fascinating, dude. Like, hell, Absolutely. hell yeah, I want to know what a cross-section of a aircraft carrier looks like. <laughs> dude, me too! I also read a lot of cross-section encyclopedias, and it would be, like, of weird stuff, like, satellites. Yeah. But I was into it. Yeah. Something that I feel like is very underrated, like, because cause, cause people talk about intelligence a lot, and people like to think that IQ is just, like, a number that describes that, but there are so many different types of intelligence and, like, ways of being intelligent, 
And I feel like a really underrated thing that can play into that is just, like, like the way that diversity of knowledge allows you to piece together things that you haven't been explicitly told, you know? For sure. But it's like, do I actually... Like, like you know, like, these cross-section books is a great example. Like, I probably didn't learn anything super meaningful about aircraft carriers specifically while reading that book, but I bet I learned, like, I subconsciously learned things about, like, 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 ballast displacement and, like, how boats work in general, so that, like, maybe 10 years down the road when somebody, when I was on a sailboat or something and someone was like, do this, like, something clicked and I, I didn't even realize, like, you know, and it, it it doesn't have to be me in this subject, and I'm kind of kind of rambling here, but I get it. That like passive, yeah. useful knowledge osmosis yeah. from reading something so niche. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and like you can tell when somebody has that. Like there there are some people that I meet at school. Like um, yeah, I mean Blake. <laughs> Blake was someone who I met at school and was just like talking to and I realized that like he knew a whole bunch of things about things that I didn't just because he'd been around them in a way that I hadn't and like and like Lyrica and I were talking recently about video games and how like her exposure to video games is so much harder than mine because despite the fact that she's been playing video games like fairly actively for like a little over a year now kind of struggles with like first person shooter concepts and stuff one because they're really hard and that's like super reasonable but also like dude same i lived a different life like leading up to her and like the idea of how guns work and how like different aspects that are in video games work in real life and stuff like was explained to me so that i when i when i needed to make logical leaps of like okay now it's time to reload this gun because i understand how guns work like, that was just easier for me. But then, like, she's an incredible swimmer and lifeguard, and I feel like a toddler when we go swimming together at school. And she's like, no, 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 you gotta breathe at this part of the stroke. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 and, it, you know, it's just like, we just have different, like, fluencies in that way. People are cool. Is the end of that. Mm -hmm. Is the end of that thought. People are cool and brains are cool, and we should all just appreciate how cool and unique each of us are. Is each of us is what? <laughs> each of us are a little more. There we go. Mm -hmm. I think the concept that you're trying to get at there is benighted, and it's kind of like an old, like pretentious word, but it's an adjective, and it means like in a state of ignorance owing to a lack of opportunity and i'm just gonna get yeah, on my high really horse cool a bit. death grind band i listened to called benighted huh so it's wait i'm gonna, I'm gonna google benighted Is basically it it's not knowing something for like lack of exposure or chance to learn about it oh yeah 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 and people really think that that is the same as being stupid and it just isn't like, the number of times on mm -hmm. the internet, it's like, idiot, how do you not know that, like, this is how this works? And it's like, because I didn't, like, no one told me, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is a specific fact 
about how a specific thing works that I just haven't seen before. And now that I've seen it, I get it. And it's fine. Looking but, at you, history memes. Yeah, mm -hmm. but like, but people just love to jerk themselves off for happen, happen to, happening to know small facts. Yep, pretty I mean, much. It was, it was a competitive sport I was in in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to trivia teams. Oh, yep. <laughs> I actually feel like trivia people generally are fairly good about that, though. I mean, that, yeah, probably because we know the knowledge that we need to know for those things is really niche. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like, it's similar, similarly, it plays into, like, a lot of people's perception of uneducated people as unintelligent, when those are not at all equivalent. Correct. And, and like we put a lot of we put a lot of weight on like the way people speak and how that relates to their intelligence when that is also just not how that works either. And like I, I listen to a lot of hip hop, so I happen to be specifically thinking about when people call like hip hop artists and rappers like unintelligent just because of the way they talk or like where they happen to come from in life and it's like this is literally like a genius musician who does something that you are incapable of. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you... Yeah, ugh, it just bothers me so much. Indeed. Uh, to, to, um... Perhaps makes uh, light of that. Maybe inappropriately, I don't know. I don't listen to enough of the genre. Uh, mumble rappers, on the other hand. <laughs> Oof. I mean, and, and yeah, that that's a reasonable point as well. Just because you're a rapper doesn't mean you're smart. But also, just because you're a rapper doesn't mean you're dumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you can at me for uh, criticizing a certain lyrical style all you like when I literally listen to death metal. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the most important thing is people really just like to be part of other people's lives right now. And that's that's where a lot of this these issues arise from. And just, like, let people be themselves. You know, if Blake, yeah. Blake wants to listen to death metal, let that be. People want to rap, let that be. People want to rap so that no one can understand them? Well, that's fine too. But like, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay far away from it. Yeah, I just punched my mic. Nice. Oh boy. Liter literally palm to pop filter. <laughs> well, we always get so off topic on these. We do. Wait, is there ever a topic on these? Not really. I mean, it's what's supposed to happen in these? I I feel like the kind of like pitched thing is that we're gonna talk like about the episode and like our thoughts going into it and like what could have happened and like that sort of thing. And we definitely do that to some degree, and then we kind of get on these tangents. <gasps> but I think the tangents are like they're very like natural and and well driven, and I never want to interrupt them. Yeah. Uh, I feel. Well, I guess we can loop back to the episode because I just thought of something. Oh, yeah? Did did you blow up a hospital? Isn't that like a war crime? Uh, n I detonated a grenade inside an infirmary. Infirmary. Not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> so you exposed a medical treatment center to an explosion? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, dude. I, I thought Something that was a funny contrast against you setting your blaster to stun for the well, first I encounter. Set, I set it off stun pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. 
Stun lasted exactly one uh, encounter. True, true. I mean, and to be fair, do you know what else? I don't know if it's a war crime, but what's pretty generally frowned upon is shooting your generals in the back. True. Yeah. True. But, like, how long were you part of, like, the GAR, Grand Army of the Republic, before you decided it was bad news? Uh, well, that, when they started shooting about, me. <laughs> he wasn't talking about him getting shot in the back. I'm pretty sure that was another poke in Ala Secura's back. Well, yeah, and all the other Jedi that got shot in the back. Um, yeah. Is yeah, Ala like Secura the blue one with Laku? Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm. R.I.P. her. Yeah. Her story is actually very sad because her clone troopers really, really liked her. Um, and basically none of them survived having to do that in one form or another. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Yeah, because there were some clones who chose not to follow Order 66, is that right? No. The clones huh. didn't have a choice. Um, they had these things in their heads called inhibitor chips that basically activated upon the a activation of the Order and effectively put them, like, because they're like genetically written it kind of just like overrided their memories with kill all jedi until the order was ended so they describe like feeling out of control of their actions and like kind of like watching themselves from the insides while order 66 was happening so a lot of them were left with like really devastating like mental effects afterwards oof i see i see yeah um there were a few, though, who I remember as being able to resist. I know Rex was one of them. He was blue, and I found him in a McDonald's toy thing. And, like, I remember this from the packaging. No, but so maybe McDonald's toys aren't canon. He wasn't able to resist it. He, mm -hmm. like, tried to resist it. And so, spoilers for uh, Season 7 of Clone Wars. If you haven't watched it, uh, stop listening. Um, do watch it, though. It's do great. watch it. Clone Wars is the best thing to come from Star Wars since the original trilogy, in my opinion. Um, it is so good, and it's just a great show in its own right. Um, but mm -hmm. season episode, last episode of Season 7 of Clone Wars, we see Order 66 go out. Rex is in the room with Ahsoka while it happens, and like for a second, he's like, run, and then he starts shooting at her. Um and eventually she's able to remove the chip from his head. Um, and after that, he's just himself and doesn't have any obligation to obey the order. Um, so it's entirely possible that that situation just kind of got, like, washed down for kids to understand. Um, Probably. But also... It touches on memory tampering and genetic engineering. Yeah, but also, like, how Order 66 works changed with clone wars the original canon description was that it was just an order and that the clones were so susceptible to taking orders that they followed it even if they thought it might be wrong or messed up um mm -hmm. and in that description there were some like mentions of jedi who had spe especially like personal relationships with clones i know in the republic troopers or in the republic commandos um arc something along those lines happens um and some of them are able to resist uh also there's like different ranks of clones some of them with more independence than others so it's possible that like arc troopers and null arc troopers would have been unaffected by the order simply because they were never meant to be that obedient in the first place um mm -hmm. but then 
it was changed to these like inhibitor chips and the idea of them being like actually forced into it and i don't know what happened to the canonicity of those other stories when that was stated the answer is disney canon flux everything well this was pre-disney though is the thing because the inhibitor oh chips yeah that's were, right the inhibitor chips were uh well i guess they weren't they're kind of like hinted at in regular like those were in the lost files right that was a lost oh file. yeah they were because i don't think that was ever actually canon until season seven which is technically disney so i guess you're right but like while lucas was in charge they wrote that plot point and then just didn't use it interesting oh yeah what's our next um dm system player combo uh, Derek DMing Rotator? What? No. You did Rotator for Deadlands. Yeah, but that was the end of a cycle, wasn't it? Or was that the beginning what? of a cycle? This is episode 5, which okay, means so we have one more, which is me DMing 5e, 5e again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you fine with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything I need to know right now about session setting, etc., Derek? You can have one major uncommon item. Uh, I'll be disappointed if it's like a plus one sword. But like, it, it can be a plus one sword. But hopefully, I'm very proud of my choice for magic. Yeah, yes. no, your handy things cape was very great. Mm -hmm. There are some fun magic items in 5e. Agree, agree. Uh, um... I've, is, is it the jar of infinite water? It's, it's something. Uh, it's like a decanter, right? Decanter. I have a deck of An alchemist's things. decanter? Decan something a like that. A deck of many things, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. A deck of many things would be the most hilarious. If you, if you have a deck of many things, we have to actually simulate it with a deck of cards. That is absolutely That's, that's a legendary item, don't worry. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so meme funny. session where the goal is just survive <laughs> yeah every five minutes you have to pull a card survive <laughs> yoinks and also there's like a different one-off going off in the background but you just also have to be pulling these deck of many things cards <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's another thing we have been very passive with how weird we make these one-off things there's really no limit to it that's true. Like, we totally could design a session where you're just, like, in some gambit-derived hellhole and it's just deck of many things galore. <laughs> That's a gambit oh, now, the now hero, <laughs> not gambit the uh, destiny game type. <laughs> oh, now, now you've done it. Now my next rotator slot's gonna be a trip to hell for one of you fuckers. <laughs> Oh, speaking of my, uh, I'm super excited for my next rotator slot. I'm gonna just drop this in the post show because uh, I'm super excited for it. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what reflections is, check it out. I think that's all I'm gonna say. But it is like the most unique, like perfectly designed for one hour one off systems I have ever encountered. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Also, can can we just gauge like? How many rotators everyone has in mind, really quick? Like how many like, they're prepared to do, kind of thing. 
Yeah, like how many systems people have like on their plates that they want to try in this capacity? I have four or five. Yeah, I have three. I I have played very little D&D. Basically every game I know well classifies as rotator. Yeah, I recently downloaded um, Shadowrun 6E, um, the Reflections one that I mentioned, as well as one... It kind of seemed to be, like, D&D, but inspired by, like, Eastern mythology rather than Western. Ah, uh, I love Orientalism. Alright, let's see what all we've got. We have... Zweihander, Torchbearer, Black Crusade, um, I'm adding Pathfinder. Vampire Masquerade to your list. Ooh, Vampire is fun. Because I, I really want to play Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, Unhallowed Metropolis. Which I was going to say, we Cthulhu. have seen, but no, we haven't. Yeah. Uh, technically Deadlands, although Alex at this point would know it better than me. Um, do you have uh, Reloaded or Original? Because I do not know Reloaded. 20th Anniversary. <laughs> no idea. Deadlands team, what are you doing? <laughs> and Rifts. Oh god. <laughs> What's Rifts? You guys sound unsettled. Uh complicated rifts is complicated yeah it, it is a true it is quite literally a system of limitless potential but mechanically it is an ungodly horror born of the crunchy hell of like the 1980s 1990s tabletop scene the amount of specific rules they do have they do have and general rules they don't have is mind-blowing truly general rules they don't have yes interesting yes. <laughs> there and is a large forget. number of things you would not think they have rules for that are there and things that you really think would be there that are just not mm. we and could just go ultra crunchy and play huh? what and was that combat is d20 yeah skills are skill rolls are d percent and combat is d20 wild yeah Rifts is just on drugs. Like, what if we just turned every slot into a GURPS slot? Oh god! <laughs> this is a proposal. Uh, I actually have not vetoed. looked into GURPS. I generally don't like the generic systems as much. Yeah. I I've played some of... It's been a while, but I've played some of um, basic fantasy role-playing, and I don't really care for it. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I feel like I feel like a, a I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of impossible. Yeah. Unless like like I feel like honestly 5e might be the best generic role playing system that exists. <laughs> like a d20. Yeah. Based. Like like you like 5e is so simple to just reflavor into whatever setting you want. Like just do it. Like why? It's true. Why I've played in, like, four different 5e campaigns in, like, different settings, and it's been fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, even if you want to play things that are, like, in D&D setting that they don't have flavor for, I've heard some really cool things such as, like, um, like, you can use uh, evocation, certain evocation spells to create, like, a temporal wizard if you focus on all the ice ones. 
and instead of like freezing people in place you're just like slowing time around them oh like flavoring uh, it yeah yeah you just like say it something else and change the damage type because it's basically irrelevant or you could just knock knock at the door of my boy matt mercer beloved by the wizards and take his chronomancer class uh, and yeah. that's your time wizard right there it's core now too since wild amount yeah yeah no matt mercer has such an intense cult following that like wizards gives him this is this is my opinion by the way i have no way to objectively prove this but i feel like matt mercer is so popular through critical role that wizards just gives him a lot of more leeway both in like versatility and power for his like official DD classes than anyone else gets like you can compare world amounts to acquisitions incorporated and matt mercer got a much longer portion of the stick than whoever did ai yeah yeah the there's a lot of power the like on not on how it met the uh unearthed arcana scene slash like what's it called like the dm trove or something no, Unearthed Arcana are official wizards material that isn't finalized for inclusion yet. It's like test material that they make. Yeah, but like what's the what's the like thing where they let other people write Unearthed Arcana and like I, I think it might be what you're talking about, but like there's this like site you can go to that's like linked to wizards and, and write stuff and submit it. Uh the DM skilled? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Hmm. Yep, that's totally a thing as well. Um, I always get, like, whenever I'm trying to do research for 5e, I'm always like, oh god, like, what if this is, is real and what isn't? <laughs> oh yeah, that was me too tr when I was trying to get into 5e, and I just used the Wikipedia page of core books. Mm. Yeah, uh, turns out the turtle race is real, and they made an entire book for it. Yep, it, it's like five pages long or something, and you tack it on as part of Xanathar's guide to everything if you're trying to play it in an official Wizards campaign. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was totally something that I found and was like, no, oh, this is fake. Cool, but fake. And no. <laughs> nope, it's official. It was made for some, like, very noble charity, if I remember right, God. Ah. I do like Wizards' engagement in that degree. And I like that they finally connected uh, Magic the Gathering and D&D. &D mm -hmm. Oh, I found it. It was the turtle package for D&D &D Extra Life 2017. Oh, yeah, dude, I love Extra Life. I stream for Extra Life. Um, me, and, me and my friends do 24-hour live streams every year. Oh, excellent. Play games, heal kids. Yeah, anybody that's listening to this, please go check out Extra Life and when they're doing fundraisers and donate to them if you can afford it. Uh, they're, they donate, they just like move all of their proceeds uh, towards children in hospitals. I wish I knew more about like which specific hospitals and how they selected them, um, but I'm sure you can find that information on their site. Uh, they're doing a lot of good in the world. Go check them out. All right. Well, uh, I think we should call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you all, all for right. tuning in, as always. Thanks, kids. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody.